Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Place. And uh, 
we talked about whether that was really a plan or not. So it may not have been the best plan to even get divorced, but still live together. You know, the thought was maybe they should have kind of waited until somebody could afford to move out. And then you would not have had all of that kind of chaos going on in the first place. Well, that made for quite an interesting conversation between me and the ladies. (laughs) Well, we could not finish off a Monday morning without the switch tip with Shantice. Represent God right was the tip for this week. And uh, what a tip. You know, we have to remember that no matter what we do, no matter where we go, no matter how we're acting, we're always representing God when we claim to be one of his own. Yeah. Don't you realize that? Yes. Well, you need to make sure that we are always on our best behavior. We're always seeking to represent God in a good way, you know, because we can't really rely on other people to do what they need to do, right? Look at this particular case we just got finished talking about. We can only speak for ourselves, you know. I need to represent God properly. So everything I do, everywhere I go, I always have to remember that I've got a stamp on my chest that says, you know, I represent God. When I tell people that I'm going to church all the time, when I tell people that I'm saved, when I tell people that I'm baptized, yeah, yeah, that kind of indicates to people that you're supposed to be godly. So remember, you know, when we step about this house, that we always put God first, okay? All right. Well, let's talk about a Tuesday Church Folk Day rolled around, and we got to talking about the former Jehovah's Witness elder who says his daughter was molested uh, at the congregation, and he didn't do anything about it because he was so indoctrinated into this religion. He didn't do anything about it because he uh, mm, uh, he was told, strongly recommended, not to report it. Uh, he didn't do anything about it because they asked him, do you really want to bring reproach on Jehovah's name, you know, people always know how to, you know, coerce you into doing the things that you want, you know, that they want you to do. And, you know, what a sad state of affair um, for this particular young lady because there was no one, no one at all to protect her as, you know, no one stood up for her. Uh, they ended up finding out that there were other young people who were subsequently molested. And many years later, after uh, an elevation and after 
this uh, elder found out that other children had been molested, he then decided to leave the church. But by that time, what kind of damage was done? What kind of damage was done to this young lady, to the other children, if no one sounded an alarm that this stuff was going on? And how many other people could have been affected by this silence? Oh, boy. What a conversation. That kind of got continued from last week about our responsibility, you know, to read for ourselves. You know, somebody was going to ask you, did you really want to bring reproach to Jehovah's name? Uh, I'm sorry, you brought reproach to Jehovah's name when you did not protect your daughter from these uh, crazy people. All right? So we got to make sure we understand God's word for ourselves, and we're not believing the things that other people are telling us. All right? All right. Well, wow, Wednesday rolled around, and uh, the ladies got to talking about the characteristics of a godly mother. Yes, we talked about the fact that a godly mother seeks biblical knowledge. She just doesn't only go with what the streets say. She doesn't only go with what experience has brought her, but she speaks regarding the Bible, always bringing that biblical knowledge to the forefront. A godly mother fears the Lord. Yes. Come on, come on, come on now. You know, to uh, fear the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So we got to make sure that uh, you want to be wise. Make sure you have that reverent fear of the Lord. It was a fantastic conversation, as always. And, uh, hmm, I got to tell you, it was some conversation to be had. Because when we got to the Faith Over Fear segment with our pastor, Charlotte, Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, it was fantastic, and our Wednesday was brought to a fantastic close. All right? Well, Therapeutic Thursday rolled around, and our ladies of the Duke Time crew again rocked it out with Pastor Steph, and we talked about, <laughs> does music affect the way you drive. Oh my, oh my, oh my. You know, I, like I said yesterday, I don't care who I am left with to chat with on any particular day of the week. This due time crew will come through at a moment's notice and the three ladies Ah, Lady Tamika, our Pastor Charlotte, and our girl Shantice, boy, oh boy, oh boy, you need to go back and listen, because they had it going on yesterday, okay? All righty, well, that's how we spent our week, so today is Freestyle for 
Friday, and we get to do whatever it is we want to do, and uh, whew, it's time to take this week out with a bang, that's what we need to do, yeah, that's what I say, okay, so uh, we get to hear from the men today, they've been mighty silent all week, yeah, except for Tuesday, Tuesday, Pastor Jeff and Pastor KL, they represented on Tuesday, both as for the rest of the week, the ladies rock the show, so we're going to hear from the men today and see how they take us into this weekend, so go get that healthy breakfast, go tell someone that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on, and whatever you do. Don't go anywhere, because we will be right back. I'll admit it. I've kept a few secrets from my wife. My husband still doesn't know the real story about that dent in the van. I've never told her that I used to be a lifeguard at a new beach. I've never told my kids about the time I was arrested for streaking. My friends don't know that I still sleep with my teddy bear. But they all do know one thing about me. That's... That I'm an organ donor. That I'm an organ donor. I'm an organ donor. I'm an organ donor. And that's one thing that's too important to keep a secret. Because I could save somebody's life. How cool is that? As we 
go into our Friday. I always like to have a little mishmash. Well, we came across this uh, article, and it's about um, people sharing, like, those not only weird but cheap meals that most times, you know, you only eat in your house because you don't want nobody else to know that you eat this combination or this crazy or this low-budget meal because you ain't got no money. Yes, well, I am welcoming you all to hit me up after I start naming some of these budget gourmet meals. <laughs> you know, so let me know, you know, how you get down in the privacy of your home. Now, I ain't going to shout you out, you know, and tell people who actually sent me the, you know, the meal combination, but I will call it out. Okay? Well, one person says that, you know, when they get a little nostalgic, and they want to kind of kick back to when they were a kid, they go and get the hamburger helper stroking off. I haven't had hamburger helper, oh, my goodness, in a million years. Oh, my goodness. I remember when that first came out and people was, like, getting down with the hamburger helper. All you had to do was... You know, open up the pack and whatever those noodles were, throw that chopped meat in there. Because back then, people weren't doing no ground turkey. No, they weren't. That wasn't even thought about. So, um, yeah, they was getting down with the ground beef. All right, here's one that I'm like, really? No, thank you. Um, (laughs) Somebody says, yes, hamburger helper was the move. All right, see, come on, come on, come on. Throw my way, throw my way. All right, somebody says they put together a can of condensed tomato soup mixed with a can of condensed cheese soup over your choice of pasta noodles, and that's what Grandma used to call army food. Wow, that that is a brand-new combination for Stephanie. Uh, they say it's so delicious. I'll pass. I'll pass. Now, here's what I can get down with. Having dinner for breakfast. Oh, yes. I will throw a pot of grits up on the stove in a minute. Yes. And get down with the sausage and the um, the turkey, the little brown and serve sausages. Yes. Throw some um, grits up on that stove. And, ooh, baby. Go to town. I probably won't do the toast, and I'm trying to stay away from the bread. And um, uh, what did I say? Uh, somebody's correcting me. Okay, so having breakfast for dinner. Did I say it opposite? Okay, 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 okay. I have breakfast for dinner. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, yes, I, I get that's my combination. I can't eat the eggs, so I do not get to enjoy the full breakfast for dinner. But the grits and the sausages, oh, I definitely get down with some of that. So I'm getting 
I'm getting the bings. I'm getting the bings. So come on, come on, come on. Throw them at me. Who, what did I just get here? I just got something else here. I got ramen noodles with the can, with canned vegetables, carrots, and peas. All right, all right, I can hang with that. Now listen, I got to tell you, I'd rather eat the packet of ramen noodles and throw in the um, what do you call that thing? Um, what do you th- with the canned peas and carrots? Then to get that um, the cup of noodles. Oh, though I hate that. That stuff is so hard and dry. It's like it's been dried forever and ever and a day. Oh my goodness gracious! Come on, throw me, throw me, throw me my ways. Come on, come on, I got you. I got you. All right, so oh, somebody says, I love the cheap ramen noodles with sweet corn. Now, oh, wait, now, wait a minute now. Are we talking cream corn? Because that's my thing. <laughs> somebody says, that's ghetto. Listen, this is all ghetto. I haven't even begun. I haven't even begun to read these suggestions here. But is that cream corn? Let me know, because nobody likes cream corn. I love cream corn. Everybody's like, ew, I love, and you throw a little more butter up in that thing? Oh, my, oh, okay. So they said, no, not, okay. So regular sweet canned corn. All right, all right, I can, I can flow with that. I can flow with that. So we got, listen, we got the cheap, cheap, cheap meal, ramen noodles with the canned peas and carrots, and we got ramen noodles with, Sweet corn. All right, all right, I can hang with y'all. I can hang with y'all. All righty. Somebody said that um they do the spam and eggs with soy sauce mixed in the eggs. Oh my goodness, that's so salty. Um, and that's the way their aunt in Hawaii used to make it in bulk for them and the cousins. <laughs> And they eat it every opportunity they get. Now, listen. Now, listen. They have turkey spam. And I got to tell you, it's smoking. Yes, 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 yes. Turkey spam. Not the pork spam because we're supposed to be eating that. But, yes, we get the turkey spam. And it is good. Wait a minute. Did somebody just say that the ooh who eats cream Yo, I did not talk about your ghetto ramen noodles with carrots and peas. Step up off my cream corn because it ain't a ghetto meal, by the way. Uh, okay. <laughs> I love my cream corn. Y'all leave me alone with my cream corn. Oh, my goodness gracious. All right. Somebody says <clears throat> a canned tomato soup and grilled cheese sandwich. That is the classic cool uh, meal for a dreary night. All right, all right, all right. Oh, no. Talk about ghetto. This is ghetto. Okay. Chili dogs. Now, wait. Not the, the chili dogs is not ghetto. Here's what's ghetto. They say throw some hot dogs in the microwave. All right. I'm telling on Pastor KL before he even gets on this line. Pastor KL told me about the the hot dogs in the microwave. I cannot do that. I keep thinking that the that the hot dogs are going to explode in the microwave. Um, but 
that so I'm 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 calling him out. I'm calling him out. But they say throw some hot dogs in the microwave, warm up some canned chili, put the chili on the bun and throw them and throw some cheese on it. No, who does that? No, 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 no. Oh, this, this, this is, oh boy, am I talking to y'all this morning? Y'all talking back. All right, all right. <laughs> oh, wait a minute, somebody says, love the chili beans and hot dogs. All right, somebody says, I mix kidney beans and chicken in my ramen noodles. All right, you know, I ain't mad at you, I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. That's that's a that's a ghetto meal. But I ain't mad at you. We talking listen. If you're just jumping on, we're talking about the cheap ghetto meal that you eat in the privacy of your home when you either lazy or you broke. Okay? All right. Ooh, okay, wait, wait, wait. Aha. Oh no. Somebody said tune in French fries. Okay, y'all are fired. Y'all are straight. Oh, I know you better get up off my canned corn after that. Oh, no, no. That's the same person who talked about my canned corn. No, my cream corn. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, I'm tuna and what? No. All right, somebody else said um, box mac and cheese with the cream corn. All right, now, I love the cream corn. But I ain't think about it with the mac and cheese. Ain't that soupy? <laughs> oh, my goodness, big boy. Y'all lucky I ain't calling out who's telling me this stuff. Uh-oh, somebody said tuna with boiled eggs and mayo. Okay, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. That's a cheap man's meal. That's a cheap man's meal. But the tuna and french fries, okay, y'all getting ready to get up out of here with that one. Get up out of here with that one. All right, somebody says ramen noodles with a hot dog. No, now, that's cool. That's cool. You throw that one to the kids. You throw that one to the kids. I still do that for Mariah. <laughs> I still do that one for Mariah. All right. All right, here we go. Here we go. Somebody says, well, what's on this list? They say pizza bread, white bread, with spaghetti sauce and American cheese, pop it in the oven until the cheese is melted and the bottom of the bread is nice and toasty. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. Listen, they used to do that in in school. Yeah, remember they used to take the um, what do you call that thing? The um, the um, the Italian bread. Remember they used to do that in school? Yeah. All right, no, here's my favorite, y'all. Here is my straight-up favorite, fried bologna. Oh, yes! Somebody's got on this list fried bologna. Now, listen, it's fried bologna. You got to, no, now, wait, wait. Remember when the fried bologna, no, where's Kitty at? Where's Kitty? Because I know Kitty is with the get down with the fried bologna. When you used to take the fried bologna and when it's sizzling, you got to pop it in the middle. Where's where's my girl Tamika at? I, I know Tamika knows about this one too. The fried bologna and when it starts sizzling and it get a little brown and crispy around the um, edges, you got to pop that bad boy in the middle and split it. And it's always got that line for where you broke it in half. 
so that the middle would cook as well. Oh, yes, it is smoking. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I think I might leave the men on their own. I think I need to go make me a fried bologna sandwich. Okay. But here's, okay, they're saying Chicago-style pickle, relish, tomato, and mustard. Nah, you just killed the whole sandwich. You just killed the whole sandwich. You just killed the whole sandwich. <laughs> oh, Tamika said it became Pac-Man. Yo, that is so right. Because it always had that split in the middle. Oh, yes, on the side, on the side. All right, somebody put hot dogs in the microwave, fire. Yo, doesn't it explode? Doesn't it explode in the microwave? I'm, I'm too chicken. I'm too chicken, y'all. I'm too chicken. Now, wait a minute. Now here's here's one that my grandma, um, my grandma Margaret, first introduced us to. I couldn't figure out what she was doing. It wasn't until I was older. Now I almost never talk about Grandma Margaret, but when I saw this one on the list, man, this one show enough reminded me of Grandma Margaret. She used to do the spaghetti. Take that Parmesan cheese. And and put some black pepper on it. Oh, it would smoke the whole house up. That's on the list. That's on the list that I'm reading. All righty. All right. What, okay, what else they got? They got, okay, a, cr- a can of cream of chicken soup with some refrigerator biscuits. They say throw it on the top of the biscuits. And mom used to call that chicken and dumplings. Yo, talk about ghetto. <laughs> oh, no. All right, all right. All right. What else is on this? Okay, y'all. If you don't have sugar diabetes after this one, yes, I'm saying it just like that because it, it, it couldn't be called nothing else after this, one of those in-house, I don't tell nobody about this meal because I'm either poor, broke, or I just too tired to cook. Brown sugar toast. All right, who knows about this one? They say you take some cheap white bread with a thick layer of butter. You cover it in brown sugar. Put it in the oven until it melts about 10 minutes. Oh, my goodness. And they say it's the total sugar bomb. Of course it is. And you're on your way to the emergency room. <laughs> oh, no. Who does that? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh-oh. Okay. All right. Uh-oh. Okay. Somebody said fake sushi. They put some canned tuna and mayo squeeze some lime juice in it, pour it over a bed of rice, and maybe put some, uh, it looks like cucumbers or avocado here. Oh, all right. Okay, no. This one here, this is straight jailhouse rock right here. You know whoever put this on their list is, they, they come from jail. They come from jail. All righty. Well, wait a minute. Before we do that, somebody says, oh, you put it in water in the microwave. So the hot dogs in the water, in the microwave, and you got your jailhouse. Ah, hot dog. All right, tea. All right. 
We got a couple more minutes, y'all. We got a couple more minutes. But I got to read this jailhouse one. I got to read this jailhouse rock one. Okay. They say you take crushed Doritos, and I see it is still in the bag. This is how I know this is straight jailhouse. Crushed Doritos. They say mix with some shredded lettuce, Catalina dressing, shredded cheese, and some taco meat with some hot sauce. All right, I'm sorry. This is a broke-down jailhouse jailhouse meal. All right, somebody else got on this list. Box mac and cheese with the sliced hot dogs on the top. All right, so that kind of goes with the other submission that I got from you all. Uh, somebody said microwave mashed potatoes with loads of cheese and butter. All right. All right. Okay, they say you can make a tuna casserole out of tuna, what is this, macaroni, and mayo. Oh, but it looks like some peas up in there. Yeah, all right. Uh, they say an open-faced tuna melt with an English muffin, canned tuna, mayonnaise, <laughs> American cheese. Or, or, and put it in the toaster. All right, we about to set the toaster on fire, y'all. Well, listen, I did see this trick somebody did years ago. They turned the toaster on the side. Has anybody else heard, that, heard, heard, heard of that before? Give me a thumbs up. They said they put the toaster on the side. They they did something like this, where they put, like, the cheese on the um, toast. They stuck it in the oven, I mean, I'm sorry, in the toaster. They pushed the thing down and waited for the thing to pop up in the, the, <laughs> the bread popped out the side. I ain't trying that. Put it on the stove, stick it in the oven, you be all right. All right? Well, that was fun this morning. Thank you for indulging me. I, can, I always know how to light y'all up on a Friday. Well, you know, on a sadder note, we this week lost our... Um, our uh, Harry Belafonte this week we lost our Jerry Springer um, yeah so now he had done the Jerry Springer um, show for decades and um, he ended up with the Judge Springer show but um, all of that is to rest now um and there will be no more shows, no more. Here I come if I want to go home. Is that what are, the, are those the words? Alrighty. Also, um, this month we lost Charles Stanley. Um, thank you so much for that submission. Yes, we lost our Charles Stanley, um, worldwide um, uh, Bible teacher, um, pastor, minister. Yeah. And he was in his 90s as well as Harry Belafonte. So um, we are lifting those families up in prayer. So what are we talking about today? Hmm. Let's see. Okay. Now, yesterday we talked about the son who put the knife into the mama's head 
after he stabbed her numerous times. The last stab was a, to, a knife to the head. Well, today we're talking about the son who, oh, goodness gracious, who poisoned his mother, uh, 28-year-old Sean Rivera, who poisoned his 72-year-old mom, and uh, he is so trifling. I tell you, these these people here, oh, my goodness. He, now check this out. This is how he got caught, stupid. He told his brother that their mom was dead. And when the brother asked questions, he didn't have any answers. He said, I don't know. Well, here's what he did. He took some fentanyl, and he put it in her iced tea. And when she was lethargic, still, you know, um, she was a little out of it. She wasn't dead. Um, When she was a little lethargic, he took her and drove her to a shed in Philadelphia in the middle of the night, in between like 2 and 3 a.m. in the morning. He cut the padlocks off the shed using some bolt cutters. He shot her multiple times and locked her in the shed. And another person not too far heard about four to six gunshots. And they found her dead in the shed that Monday morning. They still don't know why um, he did it. Um, But he is being charged with criminal homicide, kidnapping to facilitate a felony, kidnapping to inflict terror or injury, aggravated assault, possession with intent to deliver a controlled substance, possession of an instrument of crime, possession of a weapon, false imprisonment, unlawful restraint, and recklessly endangering another person. He ain't ever getting out of jail. He going to do his time and everybody else's time too because by the time they finish padding up all this stuff here, he ain't never getting out, which he shouldn't. Who does that? Who does that? All right, that is like crazy. You really, what is this thing with these guys killing their mothers? Who who does that? I don't know. You you already um, poison your mom with the fentanyl, and then you take her to a shed and you shoot her? What is that? Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, he needs to fry underneath a jail. Yeah, they need to do all of it underneath the jail. Well, like I said, you could tell they ain't looking to ever let him out because I've never heard of some of those charges that I just got finished reading. All righty. What else are we talking about here? Uh, now, talk about crazy. So, there's a man in Houston who was out on a date with a young lady. Now, they drive and they meet one another at the restaurant. They 
they are as they get there there's a valet who shows up who tells them that it's twenty dollars to park each car he they so the guy pays forty dollars they go to the restaurant and the the server tells the the gentleman that uh that wasn't a valet for real. You just got scammed. So the guy leaves the date at the table. He goes back to his car. He gets a gun. He shoots <laughs> he shoots the guy who scammed him. Takes the car takes the gun back to the car. Then he goes back into the restaurant and says everything's fine. Well, a couple of days later, they um, they they see this on. Um, they have footage. The cops have footage, so they show the footage, and that's how the the young lady finds out what happened during her date. Can you imagine that? That's how she finds out that her date was a murderer, and she quickly notifies. The um, she quickly notifies the authorities and she lets them know. Listen, I might be in that video, but that was not me who killed him or had any part in killing him. I don't know anything about it, and uh, that's how they caught up with the guy. Okay, so uh, make sure when you go out on a date that. You ain't going out with somebody who's a murderer. All right. Okie dokie now. What else are we talking about today? Uh, all right. You know, this this must be murderer day because I didn't realize all of my stories had something to do with murders. Well, <laughs> out in, where are we talking about here? Because this was not here in the United States. So uh, I'll find out where it is. So you have this um, woman who has, <laughs> she's been killing people. But guess how she's been killing them? She's been poisoning them with Cyanide. Now, this woman who is the wife of a senior police officer, I'm still trying to figure out how they ended up figuring out it was her. But somehow or another, there's up to 13 victims. And they have somehow tracked, oh, this is Thai. This is Thai police have found this, okay? Um, so they have linked this, these 13 murders back to this particular woman. And they ended up finding cyanide in her house. There's traces of cyanide in her house. Um, they say they believe that all of these murders was motivated by money. Now, she's four months pregnant, 
and she has already been diagnosed with psychiatric issues. So they're trying to get out of it by saying that, um, you know, she's a little off. And they're like, no, this was premeditated. You talk about 13 people, uh, the the, uh, law enforcement in Bangkok are not trying to hear this. They're calling her the cyanide murder. Uh. <laughs> okay, no, I'm just saying that. They, they didn't call her that. But, yeah, they say that there would have been a 14th individual, uh, but that person narrowly escaped death because um, they ended up vomiting up the food that was um, poison. They say that she was putting the cyanide in some kind of herb. Yeah. So I don't know. But uh, they are really, really, really after trying to nail her with this one. And uh, they're coming real close to making sure she goes to jail and does not come out anytime soon. All right? What else are we talking about here? Oh, well, here was it. I've been holding on to this story, I think, since last week sometime or the very early part of this week. So there's this dad or this kid. Let's start with the kid. Let's start with the kid. Well, let's start with the dad. Let's start with the dad. <laughs> well, out in Little Rock, Arkansas, the police um, were shown on video arresting this man in his home because he pierced the son's ear. And the video went viral. And that's how they were able to locate the son's um, piercing and ended up going to the house and uh, or approaching the child, somehow or another. This is such a convoluted story because they got like 15 things going on in this one story. But in any event, they have this father who they show um, out in Arkansas who is being arrested, and they, the, the, the woman who is probably the mother was asking, well, why is he being um, um, arrested? So one of the cops end up saying, body art without a license. So they're like, what? So she was like, okay, you know what? That's garbage. What's really going on? And they were like, just what we told you. We're here on a um, a welfare concern, and we're arresting him. So here's what ended up happening. The, the team ended up going to the school. He had a piercing. And when the kids were asking him about it, he told them that his dad was drunk, put him in a chokehold, and shoved the piercing in his ear. Well, the kids got to talking, and that's how it got to the school authorities. So the school authorities called the authorities, and they sent the police to the home. And when they went to the house the first time, they asked the father what happened. 
and the father slammed the door in their face and told them he didn't have to answer any questions, and he refused to comply with their with their questioning. Well, they returned with a warrant and the ability to arrest him, and they said that he violated the law that prohibited body piercings or art for children under the age of 16, and it was done in an unlicensed facility. Now, how they got all of that, I don't know, because I don't know who told them that part. But then after the father was arrested, then the son tells um, that he did want to pierce it. His father didn't force him. But by that time, it was too late. By the time, but by, by that time, it was too late. And probably what ended up happening was exactly what the kid said. He wanted the body piercing. They probably, you know, okay for him to get it, or he went and got it, and maybe they were dealing with it on their own. And the father probably got real indignant when they went and knocked on his door. And uh, I could kind of see that happening really easily. He probably didn't want to answer no questions. Like, you know, listen, this is a, a, a pierced ear. What are you standing up at my door talking about? Why? Why are you at my door? So that's probably how, you know, it all got started. And he was locked up. So uh, there we have it, my brothers and my sisters. The news for this morning. So let's talk to our guys, and uh, we're gonna start with our brother Ainsley. Good morning, brother Ains. Good morning, Pastor Steph. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing good. Thank God. Doing good. That's good. That's good. All right. You know, yesterday we did a story about a, a, a son who stabbed up his mom, um, and thank God she lived. The last she, had, she ended up on the lawn with multiple stab wounds, and the last stabbing was to her head. So she was actually laid out on the lawn with the neighbors taking care of her with this knife in her head. Well, today. The story shifts to another family where a 28-year-old young man, if you will, uh, he he waters down some fentanyl. He puts it in his mother's iced tea. And when she was lethargic afterwards, he puts it in the car, drives her to a shed, cuts the um, padlocks off with a bolt cutter, And he shoots her multiple times. And how they find out is because he calls the brother and tells the brother that the mother was dead. And when the brother asks him for, like, information, like, where is she and stuff like that, he says, I don't know. So how are you going to call somebody you don't know? But that's that's, that's one of the reasons why they found out that it was him. Goodness gracious, Ainsley, what is going on out here? So it seems like the attack on the moms. 
That's crazy. That is so crazy. But you know what? You know, one thing, um, like, I, mean, I know of another situation, I'm not going to get in details, wherein um, there's an older woman, I think she has like about eight or nine kids, about nine kids, I think it is, right? And not that, not that it makes a difference from, you know, multiple men. And, they, you know, they're all adults and whatnot, but none of them really has a really good relationship with their mom, you know. And so what comes to mind is that, you know, at first, you know, just just putting aside mental illness, you know, something like that, you know, first you would think, like, why why would this, what, why you think that the kid, something's wrong with the kid? Well, how do you do this to your mom? To your mother or maybe to your father and stuff like that but you gotta what makes a person do that so sometimes you gotta look at okay what possibly did the mother do that would, that would prompt this anger or this violence into their own child to make child want to retaliate like that you know we don't just come up you know generally like you want to you know, poison, shoot, stab your mom, you know, with stuff like this, you know, I hear stuff, you know, you know, of, you know, you know, violence on the parent. I, I sometimes I have to look, like, well, what did the parent do? Did they abandon the child? Did they abuse the child? You know what I'm saying? You know, I just got to look more into the detail, you know, behind it. It doesn't excuse the behavior. Don't condone it by no means. But I got to look at, you know, more deeper, like, what, what, what is really going on here? You know, not that the person may deserve that, you know, the the parent, the mom, and stuff like that. But you, you got to look at I really got to take a deeper look at that, though. It's so crazy, you know. It's, like, so sad and hard, hard to hear. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, we have done stories. Um to your point, we have done stories. Um, as a matter of fact, there was a story here in New York where a woman, after she argued with the father, um, he went and laid down and she ended up either stabbing or shooting him. And I think it was a gun. And the sister came out to help defend the father. And um, she ended up getting um, injured as well. And they said that, you know, this had been some issue with the two of them, you know, from earlier. In, in, you know, she was like a 28-year-old woman, something like that. But, you know, going back, um, you know, that there had been issues between them. And whatever this argument um, that took place kind of like really, I guess, made her, you know, push her over the edge. So, you know, like you said, not that, you know, this condones any, anything, but it, it makes you think, like, you know, did anything happen? Now, in yesterday's story as well as today's story, they do not have a motive. So they don't even know what's going on um, with, uh, with these situations that would cause these sons to do this to the mom. But, I mean, I know when we were younger, we used to say, you know, I hope you die. You know, I didn't say that, but I've heard other people say that. You know, I hope you die and things like that. But goodness gracious, I mean, stuff that that they're doing now, they ain't wishing you dead. They just they just killing you. So I don't know. I don't know, brother Ains. I don't know. Um, you got this. Huh? 
I remember I thought some stuff like that. You know, if you're being disciplined, you know, you ain't like that. You'd be like, you, you know, you think some stuff like that, some hateful <laughs> stuff. You know, yes. <laughs> I'm on That's it, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. I gotta you be- just muffle that under your breath or something like that or wish that in your head. <laughs> you know, yeah. these days and times, ain't nobody wishing that stuff no more. They're actually <laughs> carrying this thing out. They are. There yeah. ain't no wishful thinking. Uh, all yeah. right, we've got this other story where the, uh, the 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 couple, they go out to dinner as they meet and they pull up. Both their cars are there. The valet comes out. He says, all right, it's $20 each to park the car. The guy pays the $40. They go to the restaurant, and when they go into the restaurant, somehow or another, the server ends up telling them, uh, sorry, but that was a scam because we don't have a valet parking um, attendant. And so the guy leaves the woman at the table. He says, excuse me. He goes, he gets the uh, gun from his car, he shoots the scammer, he goes, puts the gun back in the car, he comes back, he sits down at the table, they say, is everything okay? He said, everything is fine, thank you. <laughs> and later on, a couple of days later, they show on the news the video footage of this whole thing happening. The young lady recognizes the guy, and she hurry up and calls the authorities because um, they actually show the couple in the video. And she hurry up and lets them know, hey, 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 this is not me. I have nothing to do with this. I did not know this is what he did. And they end up uh, arresting him. Um, you know, so now, you know, she learns that she's actually, but look at how God saved her. You're out on a date with a murderer, and you didn't even know it. Well, Brother A, think let's change that thing around. What happens if you were out on a date with a murderer and you didn't know that she was capable of that? Mm. Yeah, you got to look for them signs, man. Look for this. You know, you got to look for the signs and whatnot, you know. Uh, I, I, I would tell you, one time, one time I went, well, this is a long time ago, long, long time ago. I went out with some uh, a young lady and we had myself a good time and I just peeped, you know, she had a gun. And she wasn't wow. a So, you know <laughs> Wow. I bathroom and uh, I broke out and left. <laughs> Ain't never seen me again. <laughs> wow, Ainsley. Did you really not? Okay, so wait, she was a peace officer or a police officer? No, she not. She not. She wasn't no kind of law enforcement. <laughs> no, no, I can see that. I'm good with that. No, she she wasn't doing nothing. Like, really, like a wow. Little office job. Wow. Wow. No. Um, I'm like, oh, no, and catch me out there. I don't know. No, I'm sorry. I, I didn't want to ask. I didn't want to pry, you know. <laughs> no, nope, oh, wait, wait. I got a question. I got a question. So you weren't afraid that when you ghosted her, she wouldn't come after you with the gun at another time for just, like, disrespecting her? You wasn't afraid of that? You weren't afraid of that? No, I just saw a woman with a gun. I was like, I wasn't trying to have it. 
<laughs> Period. <laughs> no, it was like, when she had it here, you know, I just happened to see that. I was like, oh, no. And it was like, mm-hmm. wow, wow, wow. All right, no, well, I, possibly dodge the bullet yourself. for the flags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. All right, Ains. We have this last story of the uh-huh. son goes to school, and he tells the kids that his father was drunk, put him in a headlock, and forced this kissing into his ear. Uh, the authorities get a hold of this story, and they uh, arrest him. Um, and then the son comes back and says, well, no, that's not what happened. Um, <laughs> I actually wanted the piercing. Um, what do you do with this son? What do you do with this son at this point? I, that's my question. That's my question. What do you do with him? I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, you know, it's got to be like, you know, I, first of all, how, how old? How old? How old is the the, um, the son? Did it say how old he is? Sixteen. Sixteen. Because see, that's why the father was arrested. Because in this particular place, you cannot get a child. Oh, no, he wasn't sixteen. You cannot get a child who's under the age of sixteen a body piercing or body art at all. So they actually don't say how old the child is. But they they, they do right. say that the Lord is under 16. All right. I, I'm going to say at least 12, you know. Um, I, I'm... I'm like, yo, why you gotta lie like that, man? I know kids they do <laughs> crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? And I, I can now me now I can imagine, you know, I'm just doing what I feel I can do in my own house and please go knock on my door for some nonsense like that, that can easily escalate to something crazy, something different, you know. And I think yeah. you said, um, he didn't say that he didn't want to talk about it. I wouldn't want to talk either. Ain't it my right not to say anything? So right. I can see that escalating really, really. And all because you make up some story that I put you in a headlock and force you. I want to put, put you in a headlock and force a, force a piercing in your ear. Oh, you know. I'm, you know what I, I, What comes to mind, if you said I, I did it, well, I might as well do it. I'm, now I'm going to put you in a headlock. <laughs> see, now as a mama. If I got to go through all this, I might I, as well do it. That's right, Ains. That's right. That's where my head went. As a mama, okay, you didn't already said that I did it. I got arrested. We might as well go ahead and make this complete. You yeah, gonna be in the headlock by the time I get out of jail? Cause now I'm mad. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! This is and, and this I'm is some reason. Woo, <laughs> <laughs> baby! Well, thank you so much for joining us, brother Ainsley. Oh. We'll be back to chat. Where is? I don't see my. Uh, I thought I had my brother Al, but I don't see my brother Al here. All right, maybe he'll call back in. Oh, good morning, Pastor Al. What it do? What it do? What it do, Pastor Steph? How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing, and I'm doing. 
Pastor KL. How are you today? Oh, man, I'm just working on the railroad. I'm doing well. All right now. Well, let's get, let's get to talking while you're on that railroad. You're talking about, you know, it seems to be this this killings of the mothers. Uh, the more I look in the news, that's all I keep seeing is are these grown men killing their mothers. We have the story today of the 28-year-old man who uh, laced his mother's iced tea with fentanyl. And he ends up driving her to a shed and shooting her and killing her. I don't know. You know, yo, mom? You know, this is what I realized. I realized that people like myself, Brother Al, Brother Amy, we were all punks back in the day. So we wanted our mama to kill because they didn't buy us a bag of potato chips. But we just wouldn't go through it. These folks out here, boy, they're going hard. And I'm yes, like, they I'm are. What, what is the reasoning that you are giving, you know, that, that, that you're doing all this? Listen, these children don't, don't know about, you know, beatings and stuff like that. You know, we got beat with, 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 with anything, you know, extension <laughs> cards, you know, and we didn't kill no parents. So, yeah. you know, nowadays you don't give a child a video, uh, video game and he ready to kill you. Yeah, this is a whole another world, a whole another world. It sure is. It sure is there. And and the thing about it, these are grown men in these last few stories. You know, these are full grown men. We're not even talking about you know a, a few months ago when we did the stories of the kids, like you said, who didn't get the video game or they didn't get the toy that they wanted. So therefore. You know they um you know they killed the mother or shot at the mother. You know these are grown men. You know where they are really executing this thing uh, of killing the mother. So I I don't know I don't know what's going on I, I don't know what's in the tea that they're drinking, but um you know this is this this that's got to be some kind of anger. That's got to be some kind of anger. You know, yesterday, like I told um, Brother Ainsley, yesterday's story was the mother was stabbed multiple times, and the last um, stab wound was to her head. She literally had the knife sticking out of her head. So, you know, they always say, like, knife, um, uh, uh, you know, stabbings are very personal. So I guess this fentanyl... You know, in your iced tea is personal too, cause uh, this this here this is something else. This is something else. But you know what? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold, hold on. I mean, when you kill your parents, that's personal. I don't care how you kill them. It's personal. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I got the point. A, I got point. If I had a toothpick, if I killed you with a toothpick, it's still personal. <laughs> I got your point. I get your point. You got. You're making a point. You're making a point. You're making a point. <laughs> it's, it's personal when it's your mama. That's for sure. I gotta agree with you there. Yeah, I gotta agree with you. But yeah, this is this is this is uh this is a whole new uh thing we're walking into, where you know it, it, it's okay to kill your parent, and this is this is scary. This is scary. Wait, All wait, right. wait. 
I, I got one more. I got one more. I'm just full of it. Right. Hey, so you, you, you stand with your mama and say, Mama, this ain't personal. This ain't personal, <laughs> but you're going to die. But this ain't personal. <laughs> you know, and, and, and you know, it's, it makes me think of some movies um, when, when you know, when people are talking to you as they're killing you. Listen, just kill me and get it over with. I don't need no speech. Just kill me. Just kill me. Oh, all righty. You got this date night that ends in you being a possible accomplice to a murder. Now, uh, Brother Aisley says he was out. Many, 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 many years ago in his former life, he was out on a date, saw a woman who had a gun. Wait, hold on, hold on, Pastor K.L. Brother Ainsley, where was the gun? Where did you see it on her person? In a pocketbook? Uh, it was like, she had a, I, <laughs> it was like a small, like, in her, uh, in her bra. Twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> she must have been well endowed. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! I heard, I heard her putting loose change. Only on his two time with Pastor Steph. Do these stories get told? I'm I got a question. How small was the gun, um, Ainsley? <laughs> I, I want to know how big was the bosom. <laughs> you, shut up. you know, I'm gonna turn off your whole microphone. You always, I always got a sense of you all the time. You always got a sense of you. You can't say with how big was the gun. No, we can't go there. Let me ask the question, since you don't know how to answer your que- ask the questions. Leave the question asking to me. This is not your conversation, Ainsley. How small was the gun? Look, I just saw it and I was like, okay. Now I just excuse myself. I'm not, I'm not, look, I'm not was you know into guns and you know small ones, but you know. Oh my I'm like, goodness! I, like that? Nah, 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 no, no. Sorry. Well, it ain't no nine millimeter. So what you want? No, what's the big one? <laughs> you know, you know what came to mind? It looked like what? um. One of the small oh. ones, like, you know, in case you're in a compromising situation, then, you know, and I was like, no, no, you were catching me out there like that. I said this was a long, long time ago. <laughs> I try to keep this, uh, you know, um, clean as possible. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for clarifying everything for <laughs> Brother Aisley. Now back to you, Pastor K.L. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We can take this pastor off the this title off this name here. This is long, long. This long gone, long gone, long gone. All righty. Now listen, Pastor K.L. Brother Ainsley said that you know, unfortunately, he wasn't down for the date any longer when he saw the gun. Now, in your former life. 
Did you ever go out on a date that could have possibly ended in your death? Something clean, Pastor KL. No, but I, but this is what I would say to Brother Avery. No. When, when, uh, when, answer my question. When, 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 no, I, I said no. No, okay. I have not. I don't, I don't, okay. I don't date those kind of young ladies. Let's move on to the next story. You've blown your opportunity to continue to come this particular <laughs> conversation. <laughs> we want okay, to had a clean Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. You blew it. You blew it. You blew it. Listen. Mm-hmm. You you now you you're eating dinner at your house. You're having a good time resting. You've been to work all day. The police come knocking at your door, arresting you for piercing your son's ear after putting him in a headlock and shoving the earring in his ear. Then he tells the story. No, he wasn't forced. He wanted the, the the piercing. What do you do with the son? First of all, first of all, I do nothing with the son. Cause this 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 is where y'all y'all losing the story. I do nothing with the son. I do something to the mother. Because what? because I believe. Watch, watch the watch the twist now. Watch. I believe that the son may have been forced in a drunken stupor and he said what he said and now he got arrested and the mother's putting the guilt trip on the son we need to change the story you not now your daddy in jail so i, I believe wait, we I'm sorry. wait 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 I, I you lost me now why are you approaching the mother start all over again okay so so the son said he was forced right now now yes to me, that that that's a far-fetched story to be a lie, to be headlock, put in a headlock and have your ears pierced. To me, there, there so, sounds, it reigns some truth to that. So the, the father did not want to talk for whatever reason it was, and he was arrested. And now the mother has to confront the son and say, hey, we need to change the story. I know he might have been drunk, but we got to get your daddy out of jail. So, so I think I think he recanted simply because of the of the pressure from the mother. I, I believe there was some truth to the story where he might have been forced. But it wasn't the father. It was the father. It was the father, and the the, the son went to school and told the truth. But now the father's in jail, and the mother is upset about that. So the the mother goes to the son. And says we have to recant that so we can get Daddy out of jail. Oh, okay, I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you. Okay, okay, okay. You said this is you've been talking to Pastor Charlene. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's this conspiracy theory going on. Okay, well, you know what? It it may not be, you know, after I understood the breakdowns, it may not, you know, it may um, it may be some truth to that because, you know, like you said, you know, maybe <laughs> there was some truth to it, and in order to get the father out of jail, we got to now switch the story up. And I, I got to lie and say that, you know, nobody really forced me. I really wanted it. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
that ain't as far-fetched as uh, as one might think. Okay. Well, uh, thank you, gentlemen, for indulging me um, in our news this morning. You know, I want to finish off this week with uh, extending the conversation that we had with the ladies on Wednesday. And you know what's funny? We walk into this. Uh, we walk into this with our, our our last story, and maybe if you want to even put the first two stories in there, you know, we're talking about the characteristics of a godly father. And, um, you know, if, if this last story, um, if it's like what you just got finished saying, Pastor K.L., uh, we really need a godly man in the house. Because <laughs> this uh, possible occurrence probably would not have taken place. So it start, you know, they start off with saying a godly father teaches. He's a teaching dad, uh, brother Angley. Let's start with you. Okay, I'm here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Did you get it? I'm sorry. Okay, I'm here. Say it again. So what's it? Um, oh, okay. A godly father is a teaching father. He teaches. Is that true? Oh, most definitely. Almost as you rearing your kids, most definitely you got you show them um, what's right and what's wrong. It's forever teaching, and you know um, you always got you always important important. It's always teaching, you know. My it was like forever teaching. I don't think that really ever stops. Really, um, of course I, that's true. Most, All more than, righty. Go ahead. Will you finish? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, that's it. Oh, okay. Okay. Pastor KL, a godly father teaches. Is that true? Oh, yeah, that's definitely true. And he, he more teaches by by his examples, by what he does, by how he does things, by by how he reacts to things. You know, a, a lot of ungodly folks, you know, they react from the flesh. And you know they, they 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 just go off on top of their heads, or you know they they say different different things, which at the end, you know they regret saying it. So so you know, a godly man is more uh, calm and collected, and he thinks before he speaks. All righty, all righty. I thought that boy talk about walking into the conversation. You know, the second point that they have listed is a godly father disciplines his child. And, you know, they use the um, the uh, the Bible verse, you know, whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. Uh, Brother Ainsley, would you agree that a godly father disciplines his children? Yeah, a discipline, but discipline don't have to be always, you know, um, you know, you know, a beating, you know, spanking and stuff like that. It don't have to be that. But to keep order, you know, is learn that there's a consequences to you, uh, to the actions. Yeah, you know. Um, you know, I've been personally fortunate that, you know, my two, then, you know, really good girls, young ladies, and I had no real issues and problem with them, you know. Um, I don't have to deal with any, you know, any, disciplinary, you know, serious disciplinary things and whatever, but definitely, 
you know, always feel that, you know, you got to. You have to. They have to be there. As we were talking about before, like, you know, with kids now, they, they you know, um, they, they go, they're going off on their parents. And back in the day, as K.O. said, we could have thought of something like, you know, we could have thought some hateful stuff, but we never would even, even think about doing it and stuff like that because we were disciplined. We already knew, <laughs> and, you know, Thinking about it, that's that's as far as that, that that can go. Now, you know, without discipline, I guess kids nowadays they can feel like, well, I can. There's no limit to what I can do. There's no repercussions, so they can go to the extreme and actually try to carry it out. And so, I think yes, discipline is definitely necessary, and particularly as a man of the house, you got you got to you got to you got to impose that. You know, have discipline, order in the house. It can't be. If it's not all in the house, then, you know, wh- how is that your child going to act when he get, goes out? And, you know, on his own, when he's out in public, with um, away from you. So, yeah, most mm-hmm. definitely. Absolutely. Now, case in point, you know, how, and I'll go back to asking this question, what do you do with this child? You know, for argument's sake, let's say that the scenario is where the child lied because it wouldn't be the first time that we would, you know, hear or experience something like that in in real life. But what, how would you discipline a child like that? You know, you you brought up a very good point. You know, discipline is not always a matter of, you know, physical discipline. But how do you handle your son at this point who actually went to school and lied? You know, he got this, this piercing, and now he goes to school and he tells this lie like this. Uh, um, a couple things come to mind, right? First, like, I, I'm going to take him on. He's a little bit older, right? So I'm like, okay, you told this lie to, to. I'm, I'm presuming it's a lie. You know, I, I hear Pastor K.L.'s point. Maybe it, it is true. But let's just say for a second, it is a lie, all right? And so I'm like, you said this. Okay, you said this to, you, you know, to your schoolmates, your, your boys, and whatnot. Obviously, you didn't expect all this stuff to happen. Now it's come to this. Now we go, I believe now he, there has to be some kind of statement that he say that on the perjury, this is what happened and whatnot. All right. So my thing is I, one way I would, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily do this as like a, you know, a, a, you know, beating, you know, situation. My thing is like, you know, you committed perjury. You know what the consequences of this. I would put like the same way I had to go faithful law with this. I was like, listen, you know, you probably have to face the, the penalties of perjury, whatever that may be. If you know what I'm saying, I you know put that into him. Another uh, another thing, being Af- black African American, you know, the whole how this whole criminal system really is is biased towards us and whatnot. I got I have I will have to. This is definitely a teaching moment. Listen, if we don't got to really go through. The court on some nonsense like this, you know, let's not. You got any of a serious teaching lesson on, you know, this whole, you know, how the court system really biased against us and whatnot. How easily the thing could have escalated and went really totally left and whatnot. It don't take much, um, you know, for you to get caught up and go get arrested. You never know what can happen once you once you once you're in jail. Even overnight, central booking or whatnot, you catch the judge in the wrong day. You know, you're only supposed to be in there maybe for two days. Now he wants since you do two, a week, a month. A lot of stuff can go really 
wrong. You know, so it'll be a serious teaching moment, serious teaching moment on that. So, let know, you don't play. I mean, you can play around, but you don't play around with stuff like that. You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. All righty. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Pastor KL, you know, what are we talking about here? You know, the, the point is a godly father disciplines his children. Would you agree? Uh, yeah. I mean, from that scripture that, that, that you just read, um, I just re- I just realized that my daddy loved me a lot, um, a whole lot. And I, I, didn't, I didn't realize I didn't realize how much he loved me, you know. But now I see it's Bible based because he he beat me every day. He showed me he loved me. You know oh, God. Oh, God. So, but um, yeah, I I I discipline is, is definitely definitely the key. You know, as far as what you do with this child, to be honest with you, in this time, in this day, I'm scared of this child. You know, because he he got too much power right now. But by what you said, put me away. You, you know what I mean? They came to my door, to my house, where where I pay the mortgage, I pay the bills, and you're under 16, obviously. So, and you have a lot of power. I couldn't talk my way as an adult to the police. I had to surrender myself to them because of what you said. You know, and, and I think when, when we give these children that much power, it's hard to teach. It's hard to discipline. It's hard to mold. Because how many times you hear the kids say, now, I'll call the police. You better not hit me. You better not. They got too much power. You know, and, and then going back to, 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 to my, 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 my part of the story, I believe that the story is true. There is no young man who wants to go with his homeboys to tell his homeboys that he got punked by his dad. You know what I'm saying? How do you that, – that, that's not a bragging story. You didn't go to the teachers. You went to your homeboys. Who, who tells them that? Hey, he put me in the headlock, and this is what he does. That, that's not that's not bragging rights. You know, you you don't look too well in the eyes of your people. Okay, so what do you do? Do because because there's this concern of you know I'm going to be put in jail or you know I'm going to um, uh, I'm going to I don't have no power. You got more power than I do, or you have this level of power. What do you do? How do you move forward? It's difficult, you know, because the, the, the flesh in me says, if you think you're bigger than me, you need to go out there and live in the world. You need to move. If, if, if you think you can control this house, then, then you need to go into the world. The, 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 the spiritual in me says, listen, we're going to pray. We're going to try to get past this. But like Brother Azy says, you know, we're going to have to have a, a law and order moment where you understand that, that these things, you know, there's, there's, there's domino effects to everything. You know, when I go to jail, if I go to jail, you know, perhaps your mama can't take care of you or, give you, or, 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 or provide for you like when we were both home. So it's going to affect you too. Maybe, maybe not right away, but it's going to affect you. It's going to affect your mother. 
and it affecting your mother, you know, it's going to affect you because your mother's going to be emotional. So you, you have to show all the domino effects to, to see why, one, we can't lie. You, you see you know what I mean? Because a lie just, just, just uh, perpetrates another lie. Wow. You know, it's interesting. Um, I'm listening to the two of you, and I'm waiting for the shooter drop. I'm waiting to hear all of this is very ambiguous to my hearing. And I'm saying not right, good, bad, right, wrong, and different. I'm just saying I don't hear anything, which is much different than a mama. Because I can tell you right now, I may not be able to do certain things, but boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, let me let you know how this is going to go down. It's a, it's a very different dynamic. So it's very interesting to hear um, the, the the difference, you know, in the teaching moment. Because I got to tell you, you gonna learn, all right? <laughs> you gonna learn where all this stuff comes from. I, I, I think it's I think it's different, um, and, and I might be wrong, but I think it's different because the way we as men want to approach it, we can't approach it that way, you know. Because I, I beat the snot out of you, like like my dad did. <laughs> And that's fine. That's fine. And 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 I get it. Listen to me very carefully. Of all people, I I get it. I get making moves that are very costly, and you didn't anticipate the cost. Oh, trust me, I know. But I tell you one thing. Because that that's I said. The dynamic is very interesting. The difference because my our thought would be because I can't do. Just like you said, because I can't do this or because I can't do that, oh, you better believe you going to know what side of the bread, your, but, your butter, bread, your butter. Well, you know what I'm trying to say. You going to know. You yeah, going to know. Yeah. Because if you put me in the position where I'm now gr- gridlocked, into not being able to make a move because you're threatening, or even if it wasn't a, a verbal threat, but like you, you know, like you said, uh, Pastor KL, there's this 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 knowledge of you know, mom or dad has limits, book or limitations because they know that now they can have to, you know, they may have to face law enforcement or some type of penalty. They, oh no no, we gonna do everything within the parameters that I ain't going to jail. You will wear them same clothes every day to school. You will. You'll know the next time you get a pair of sneakers. Oh, oh it would go down, up in hell. So, just like you said, you know, you may not be able to do what you want to do. Um, your, your hands may be tied, but I tell you one thing: you'd be a miserable somebody. And I didn't hear either one of you say that. All I hear you, and like I said, it's not good, bad, right, wrong, and different. But just like I'm listening, I'm like, wow, I would love to be y'all kids. Because <laughs> whoa, a teaching moment. Oh lord, this is. And here's the funny part: do you know that's on this list? That's on the list. The list says a godly parent kind of seizes the teaching moment. And it's my that that came across to me very different. So it's 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 interesting. This is really interesting to hear um you know how the, this would kind of, you know, uh uh go down in in the world of uh, fathers and mothers. So I thank you, and I'm, I'm, I'm really interested. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, mm-hmm. A godly dad leans on God's word. 
All right, Brother Ames. A godly man leans on God's word. Oh, most definitely. And most definitely. Uh, most definitely. Because I'm like, you know, not too long ago, I had a talk with um, one of my cousins. We had a long talk. I hadn't talked to him in a good while. And I was like, you know, uh, you know, if it wasn't, God knows where I would be if it were, if I wasn't, uh, wasn't brought up in church and uh, under that discipline, if you will. I mean, because even with that, you know, there's so many different situations that I could have been in that, you know, I know I would have been definitely been in jail. And that's with uh, going to church. Now, without that discipline, I know things would have been totally different. Wow. <laughs> totally different. It, it, it's, I, I, I'm like 100% sure, without without question. So, wow. I mean, wow, so, wow. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like, so just having that, you know, you know, um, being brought up, you know, bringing a child in the way, you know, that way he should go. He would never depart from, you know, that is right. true. It's true. So, more than definitely, we, we it's, it, it's got to be, it's, it's definitely in the word. It's all in, it's all because of the word that really keeps us. And more, and just, it's all about the word, you know. So definitely, you, you, you know, you're but this discipline, it goes to teaching and it teaching and it comes from the word. This being a, uh, as you say, uh, uh, a Bible-based, you know, what you say, uh, a father that a believing father. Oh yeah, most definitely. It, it it's important, man. Definitely important. Definitely. All right, all right. Uh, Pastor KL, uh, a godly father leans on God's word. That that is one hundred percent true because you know. <laughs> it, it, it's difficult. It really is. Growing up, you know, I, I tell the story all the time how, you know, my, my mama ain't go to church until until I became a minister and she wanted to see what in the world I was talking about. My dad knew the Bible, but he was atheist. He would say that there's no God, but he would quote every Bible scripture. You know, um, so so when, when, when you didn't have a, a real foundation, you know, you find yourself doing a lot of stuff, and, and thank God I had a grandmother who would come get me. And, you know, some of us were drugged from an early age, and it, and it may not have been marijuana. It may not have been, you know, it may not have been alcohol, but we were drugged, you know, because I had to go to church. You know, my mama didn't want me sitting in the house, so she sent me to my grandmother's house. And if I went to my grandmother's house, I had to go to church. And, and, Funny enough, as mad as you are about church, you go there long enough and scriptures just start in, being imparted in you. You just start remembering this from nowhere. You know, and, and it is those scriptures that get you to the next level. It is those scriptures that, that, that get you out of this um, yeah. depression, get you out of the oppression. It is those scriptures. And, and it's funny enough because you might only know one or two scriptures, but for some reason, is those two scriptures that get you out of whatever you're in. It, it, it always plays a part to wherever you are. Only two scriptures. And you can quote them well, but whatever you're going through, God will, will remind you of those two scriptures. And, and, and it, it's good to have a Bible-based 
father and mother. Because whether you want to go to church or not, or whether you like church or not, or whether you even know God or not, if I keep speaking it into your ear, it's going to get into your spiritual realm, and it's going to help you later on down the line. Amen, 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 amen. I I, I see this here, but I want to take it from a different um, angle. It says, a godly father provides for children. Now, I, I don't. I don't want to go the normal route. I don't want to go the route of um, the family. You know, everybody's in the household together, and it's just as simple as leaving work, going home, and, and coming back home. I want to talk from the angle of um, an, uh, a father outside the home, for whatever the reason is. For the, I don't want to point fingers. I don't want to talk about the mama. I don't want to talk about anything. Um, except for the fact that you and your children live in two separate households because I want to send a message um, to those who are not um, in the home that, you know, a godly man still takes care of, you know, the children as a provider. He doesn't let anything come in between that. Um, Brother Ainsley, what are we talking about here? I mean, like, you still provide, and he provides the godly fatherhood to uh, a child, even though the child may not live directly under the same roof. Yes. Uh, Very much so. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, it don't stop. I mean, there's all kinds of situations, man. You know, um, you know, Sometimes it's, it's maybe a situation impossible, really, you know, all the kids to be under one roof. That doesn't negate, you know, the, the respo- responsibility, no matter where they're at, you know, where I'm at or where they at and stuff like that. And, you know, and, and, and I, uh, to me, I take it even a step further, you know, that's not to my own kids, but to me, it's like for, you know, any other young people who I have access to or I'm in company with on, on any given time. Like for me, you know, there's certain young people back in the day that I was involved with, you know, um, you know, saying likewise, okay, I'm part of that village, so to speak, but still kind of like a, a father-like figure. And, you know, you, you know, you encourage and, you know, you talk and, and, you know, you, you do what you can, even from, the village tent standpoint, and to some, um, you more you may gravitate a little bit more. Some some kids they may need need a little more help, a little more attention, for may what they may be lacking in their home. But yeah, it's 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 definitely it's not all just all to what you can all just in your household. You know, no 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 no. It's it's what you you can do, and you know, and to me it's surprising. For me, it's sometimes like when you dealing with youth outside of your home, you know, besides your own biological kids and stuff like that. For me, it just, me just having a general, a genuine concern, it don't take much really to say, listen, how you doing? What's going on? You need to help with that. What's going on? Let me show you some advice. Um, it just a little bit. And, and over the years, you come to, you come to years, you find out that, you know, I've had some young people say, you know, um, I appreciate what you did back in the day, and it's a help, it helped me so much to get to where I am right now. It don't take a whole lot, but, you know, as long as you, I was genuine, 
have a genuine concern. It doesn't take a whole lot of effort. Sometimes it don't take a whole lot of time. It don't take a whole lot of money. But, yeah, it's it's, it's the a godly father. It doesn't ever mean you got to be right in the household. But, to I mean, out to me, it's to any young people you can have um, – you have a chance to 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 help or to mentor or to help. I would talk to anything like that. Yes, most more than most definitely, most definitely. Okay, okay, thank you. I like the component of um, outside your own children, um, Pastor KL. You know, just really trying to drive a nail into you know some men, even godly men, uh, men of God who feel like you know what I, I can't. I can't, it's too much, it's too difficult, it's too much I got to deal with, it's too much I got to go through, and they kind of throw their hands up. But a true godly man provides despite it all. Uh, what would you have to say to that? I, I say that's 100% true, but I'm going to say something that some men are not going to like. Um, not, only, not only do you need to provide for the child, you need to provide emotionally for the mother because if you keep on arguing and, and y'all tearing each other down, the provision for the child diminishes because now he sees you in another level. You know, now he or she is going through, you know, because mommy and daddy can't even say hello to each other. Uh-huh. Can't, can't even have an adequate conversation with yep. each other. You know, so so while we need to provide for the child, in providing for the child, we provide emotional stability for the mother. Because if the mother is not stable, your child, forget about the mother at this point, but your child is no longer stable. No matter how many Jordans they have, no matter how many video games they have, because that child is staying in, in, in that state in that home where, where, where it's, it is no stability emotionally because every time she thinks about you or every time y'all have a conversation, she has a come apart. So when you depart from the come apart, who stays in, 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 that, in that environment? The child. So your, your job as the provider is to make sure that the mother emotionally, not financially, but the mother emotionally is okay so that it does not tear up the child. Amen, amen. I, I really, I really like the two extra points that you two gentlemen brought up, and definitely the only way you could get there. Or um, let me not cancel that out. The the, the primary reason <laughs> that you're there, that you're able to bring these additional components to the table, is because you're speaking from a godly angle, and and most times you you have to pull in. Um, the spirit of the Lord has to, you know, be the the the, the one that's kind of navigating here in order for you to um, to uh, to make this happen. We're going to close with a godly father prays for their children. Now we always talk about how Mama prays. Uh, let's talk about how how Dad prays, and and that really uh, uh, indicates. Uh, a godly father brother ainsley let's go with you oh yeah oh man daily daily <laughs> daily uh you gotta pray oh man you know that, that's like it's that's that's a, that's like the same way you gotta breathe it's like it should become a part of you you know we gotta we gotta say we gotta have our talk matter of fact not our talks so it ain't just like a little 
Oh, Lord, thank you for letting me wake me up this morning. Now, nah, we Amen. talk. Uh, Amen. We talk. Uh, when I get far, and, you know, Lord, you know, we, get that, that's, we, we pray. We I'm, I'm praying. And, you know, all the time. All all the time. All the time. And sometimes it's like it, it's not enough. It's not enough. So that is a, that's like, like ABCs or, you know, <laughs> Christianity 101. We got to pray, most definitely. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you for adding that part in. Thank you, Lord, for your living. I can't, I can't take it. I can't take it when I hear people say, I pray. I pray. I thank God every day for waking me up. I'm like, is that where it ends? <laughs> so thank you for adding that piece in right there, Brother Ainsley. Pastor KL. You know, we're talking about a praying father. You know, we always hear, I had a praying mama. I had a praying grandmama. But you never hear about the fathers praying. And it does not mean that you don't pray, which is why it's so important that we bring this up today about a praying father. You, you know what, what? What The first thing that came to me is that, um, you know, people always say, Always, always, always talks about prayer, you know. And I used to hear the, hear the old folks say, you know, you better you better get together because tomorrow's not promised. Now, if that's not prevalent now in today's world, mm. tomorrow ain't promised. Mm-hmm. People are killing their parents. People are killing each other. You know, the police are killing us. You know, we're, we're drowning. We're, we're, I mean, we're going through so much stuff where. As we say goodbye to our child, are we really saying goodbye to our child anymore? You know, it, it, it's important that we pray. You know, the Bible says pray without ceasing. You know, it, it's definitely important because, again, as the old folks said, tomorrow is not – listen, today is not promised. You can, you can get, go outside and, and be called home, you know. And, and I always talked about all the time, you know, my – my, 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 my children, oh, daddy, we ain't got to do all that. So, so what I used to do is just rub the oil on my hands and lay it on, the, on, on their back, lay it on their head. They don't know what I'm doing. When they're not home, put some oil on their pillow. You know, I, I go and saturate the house. You've got to set up the atmosphere, you know, for your children. You, 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 you can't let them go outside and be uncovered, be unarmed. You know, when they said put on the whole garment, you got to put on the whole, but it starts with you. You first have to teach them what the garment is and what the garment represents and how the garment is going to keep them covered and prepared for today's situation. You can't just go out there, you know, and, and just go out there with shoes on now these days. You got to put on some pants. You got to put on a shirt. And if it's cold, you got to put on a jacket. You got to put on everything that's going to keep you. And now in these days, we're not putting on the whole garment. We're just putting on, so let me just cover my head. Let me just cover my breast. Let me just cover my feet. But you got to put on the whole garment in order to be protected. Amen, amen, amen. Oh, my gentlemen, thank you so much for your contribution into today's conversation. Job well done. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate you, and we pray you have a blessed weekend. All right. You, you too, well, Pastor. You well. Thank I'll you. Take care, Thank bro. You. Deuces, Thank deuces. <laughs> uh, let's go before the Lord on behalf 
of our parents and children since that seems to spin, you know, a squeeze, a spike there. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you. <laughs> You're awesome in all your ways, God, and we thank you for just allowing us to see today so that we can lift your name on high, God, for all that you do. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, that as we have spoken today and we have discussed these um, stories, that this wasn't us. Shantis always says this is just just a fine, fine hair between them and us. And we thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for just keeping the keeping your finger on the pulse of our lives, God. That us calling your name, giving you thanks, lifting your name on high, that that just may have made the difference. We thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for this week and our, our conversation about godly parents. What do godly mothers do? What do godly fathers do? What What don't we do? And we're grateful to Heavenly Father for all the ministering that has been done to Heavenly Father because we know, we know that we need to stay before you as parents. The question came up, you know, we see the spike in in, in the, the kids killing the parents. What did the parents possibly do? Lord, we've seen the answer come from both sides, sometimes everything. Sometimes all the the, 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 the the things that they've done for the wrong reasons. Sometimes the things that they've done to Heavenly Father for very selfish reasons. Sometimes to Heavenly Father, they've done nothing wrong. But the, 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 the problem is on the side of the child. And, Lord, you have us talking this week about the fact that there are many a parent out here who who don't even take you into consideration your existence into consideration your usefulness into consideration the fact that you own these children and we don't ah we're just supposed to care for them but we don't own them they all belong to you and because we don't do what we're supposed to do because we don't seek you first in our lives because we think that we offering them clothes and money and opportunity. Those are the things that take precedence to offering them you. That that's going to make the difference. And now, now you are exposing how wrong that is. Now you are exposing how off that is. And Lord, the cry from your, your children this week is that more of us as parents would seek you first. More of us would delight ourselves in you. More of us would take and give our children back to you so that you could be in control of what they do, so that you could have first fruit out of their life, so that you would be thought of and acknowledged and appreciated the way you should. All of this behavior and this anger from all of these children come from the fact that we are being ruled by the prince of this world. And that's who we are handing our children over to. 
When we don't give our children to you, we automatically give them to the enemy because your word says you're either for me or against me. There is no, there's no middle. And, Lord, we pray that there's a wake-up call. We pray to Heavenly Father that we as your children will continue to sound the alarm. Help this world understand that there is nothing without you, that our children are ultimately nothing without you. I don't care how much intellect that they have. I don't care how how, how great they've grown in the career world, how educated they may be. But without you, none of that would even exist. But we don't take the time to even acknowledge that that we want to stick our chests out and boast of how great our children are, but they would be nothing without you. So we thank you, God, for blessing our lives, even when we weren't thinking about you. Thank you that our children stood a chance because when we weren't thinking about you, you were thinking about us. That when we weren't thinking about you, that you were already thinking of our children. Thank you, Father. Thank you for sending your son for such a time as this, that there is an opportunity for a wake-up call, that each and every day that you open our eyes is another opportunity for us to do it right. So we thank you. We thank you for the awareness. We thank you for your spirit who helps us to understand what we've done wrong, that our former life could be as early as yesterday. Mm, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for the opportunity to show our children what true love is. Because until we give them you, we really don't love our children. And thank you for just giving us that awareness. That we can stand with our chest poked out. Because we know that we're being governed by the Almighty. Thank you, Father, that 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 pride that people walk around with is going to lead them to a level of destruction. But we honor you today as the true head of our lives. And we ask you, dear Heavenly Father, to cover our children, and not just our children, but all of the children in this world. We thank you, dear, uh, dear God, for this opportunity to even come before you. Thank you, thank you, and thank you again. We love you every time you say yes, and we love you for every time you say no. In the name of your precious son, Jesus, amen. Isn't it good to know the Lord? Oh, you know, I, I deem it a privilege and a blessing. You know, I've, I've told the story. Um, I've known um, Brother Al for well over 15 years. Well over 15 years. Um, I know uh, Pastor K.L., um, for about 29, almost 30 years, and um, my brother Ainsley, um, I've known him. 
um, for over 30 years, about 32 years now. And it's an honor to to be with them when we could say our former life. Because when we all knew one another back then, we didn't know God then the way we know God now. And God is amazing as he would have us to be here together ministering to his people together once again um, on this level. And, and again, I say it, it's, it's an honor to be able to minister with this entire due time crew, but especially with people like Pastor Ed, who 25, 26 years, um, uh, uh, Dwayne, um, another one for about 30, 32, 33 years. You know, it, it's it's my daughter, you know, um, Pastor Charlene, um, who we were instantaneously connected, um, and we battle at times. Oh, yeah, we go at it. But, boy, that's a sisterhood that only God could have put together. Um, our elder night, Tisha, um, I've known her husband. I met her husband uh, about 30 years ago, maybe, um, and she and I um, were connected by Facebook, um, a Pastor Kim, oh my goodness, another one uh, connected by Facebook. Um, you know, it, it's amazing. Um, Minister Michelle, as you've heard, is, is, is family. You know, you, you just don't understand what it is to be surrounded. Uh, Lady Tamika, you know, through Brother Al. You know, uh, we, we've developed a, a nice relationship, a wonderful um, sisterhood. You don't understand what it's like when you know where you've come from and know that the grace of God has been on you where he would surround you um, by um, such such wonderful, wonderful people. Um, my girl Vivian, um, uh, uh, I've watched Vivian grow right before my eyes and she and I battle. Um but I, I, I thought about her overnight, and I, I really give God the glory as I'm watching her grow. I read, Overnight, Vivian came to my mind, and I really said out loud, thank you, God, for all that you've done in, in her life um, and how I'm blessed by her growth. So just continue to give God thanks for all your relationships and why he has brought these people into your life, and, and just bless God for that. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew, my fellas, for getting us through this morning and sending us into a thought-provoking weekend. Fine job. Well done. Thank you for hanging out with us all weekend, helping us do what we do. 
Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen your relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, not tomorrow, ooh, Sunday, God spares where we'll be in the Word Prayer Project room. Come on in so we can see what God's going to have us praying about. Until then, I love you. Oh.